Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Well, good to see this different group of people today. Uh, how are we? Uh, so good. Well, sort of different. Yeah, it's yeah. So go good on. from my perspective. I mean, I, I, I would venture as far as to say you and I are great, but nowhere <laughs> near as good as what Swanee is at the moment. I know. Oh, oh, over in oh. Europe having a good old time. Yes. Leaving us here in the freezing cold of Melbourne and Aubrey Wodonga. But um, that's all right. I don't blame her. No, I would like to be her. I don't even <laughs> say nasty things about her when it's minus two in the morning when I get up. Oh, minus four. It's meant to be at Ilden this weekend and we're going up. I don't know why we're insane. But, uh, yeah, cold. Yes. Anyway. Excellent. And I don't know where she is. Where, where was she going? She was going to the Uck at one point and then I'm not sure where from there. I thought the Uck, yeah. So it's pretty hot. It's been a heat wave in the Uck. Has it? Like... 32. It's been 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I nearly, <laughs> I nearly did it. I nearly pulled out a story about, because it was some dumb headline, and I apologise for our listeners in the UK because there are quite a few of you right now. But as you are probably aware, we're Australian recording and it gets up to, I think the hottest I've experienced here now is about 47, uh, and that's hot. Were you here so for you Black complain, Saturday? That's hot. I came in the day after. Yeah, yeah. That was but it, that had been the forty-seven. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awful. Yeah. Um, I came in from the Uck the day before, and it had been snowing and freezing cold. Oh, what and a nice I change. arrived to forty-eight degree heat. <laughs> but it's okay. I came home, and it stank because it was just bushfire city. Um, but yes, so it gets quite a lot hotter in Australia, much more regularly. So we don't mean to mock you, but there was the story which I I was on the mirror. That's right. I was on the is it you the Daily on Mirror? The mirror. Or the mirror you, oh. I was looking at the the, the mirror.co.uk and the story was water evaporates on hood of car as man washes it. <laughs> and I thought every fucking day. Slow in news day. <laughs> 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 the mirror has no viable yeah. storylines, is the headline I was thinking. Yes. If that was a good story. But yes, so yes, it's a heat wave. So I'm sure she's enjoying Cooler than WA temperatures, <laughs> given that she also lives in a hot state normally. Yes. So I'm sure she's enjoying that. Anyway, so, um, yes, we don't have Swanee with us because she's having some good times overseas. But we do have Wu uh, and Tony, which we, if those of you who listen to us more than once will know that they often join us. But we're going to let them speak today, <gasps> if they'd like to, a little bit more. So they're being allowed out of the cage. Ooh, risky. The muzzle's on pressure. <laughs> so I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I'm Schmitty. I had to pause because there was no I'm Swanee. Oh. I'm Clarky. <laughs> I'm Stu. I'm Tony. And together we are... Trial, Trial by Wine. Minus Swanee. Oh, minus Swanee, yes. We're sort of two-thirds of Trial by Wine. And um, what are we drinking? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So um, after our uh, trip overseas, we're, we decided we'd just dial things back a little bit so that we can make the bank account, um, bring it back to life, I guess is a good way of putting it because it is very, very sad at the moment. Um, so mm. we dug out a case of wine that we bought some time ago. Um, and so we're having from that Smoky Nebbiolo. Um, which mm. no one's ever heard of because it's not really a thing other than when uh, half your country burns and mm. the smoke hangs around for like two weeks and so the grapes can get yeah. a smoke taint. So mm. lots of the wineries around here um, got rid of all of their grapes, so lost the whole year's crop. Um, some mm. of them tried to make wines and uh, salvage some of it and they were just undrinkable, so they just tipped them all out. Mm. Um, others had a little bit of success. And so this one is from one of our favourite wineries, Halden, uh, and it, it has a tiny, tiny smoke taint in it that 
you know, if you didn't know it was smoky, you wouldn't know. Um, and it's quite drinkable. And uh, good old Tracy gave us a good discount on it. So why not? We said. What year is that? Uh, 2020. Is that last 20, 2020. 2019 was the bushfires, I believe, when everything Oh, yeah, burnt. just pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so, yeah, 2020. So right. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that I was just, we were just talking about Black Saturday. And, uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. The next big fires were the 2019-2020s. Mm. All right. Uh, and what are you drinking, Tony? Ah, but I'm drinking something that's quite hard to describe um, simply because it's, they say, every day deserves its wine. In other words, this wine is bog ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I love their sentiment. And <laughs> it, it's a nice sentiment. It's um, if you want to know what kind of grape it is, I can go as far as telling you it's Vino Bianco. Oh yeah, white wine. <laughs> and there's no more. Dip, there's no more no, detail. That's it. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And um, it's a valiant effort to make us happy every day, but it won't be making me happy every day. So it honest. says every day deserves their wine, but not every day deserves I, this wine. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it's, it's hinting that it's this wine. Well, but, yeah. as, you see, he was sorry. I was going to say he was a bit cross with me because he bought these wines the other day from some deal at Dan Murphy's, mm-hmm. and I used it for cooking. And he said, "What are you using the new wines for cooking for?" And I was like, "It literally, it almost says a great cooking wine on it because it says <laughs> an everyday wine." And I'm like, "Well, that's not going to be the best, is it?" <laughs> I'd like to um, hear as we progress through the episode whether or not your wine is worth drinking, or whether it should be one of our um, future punishments. <laughs> yeah, you have to drink this good wine good. every day for the rest of your life. Well, that, that's that could be quite a harsh punishment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know we've got the slides and the sandpaper and the rubbing alcohol and various <laughs> other awful things, but the everyday white wine, whew, that could be rough. Yes. Yeah. And what are and you drinking? What about I have a, a little bit of Gordon's with soda water, so gin and soda today. Lovely. Oh, lovely. With a slice of something in it or just No, just plain. Just, wow. Just as is, yeah, Hardcore. which is funny because I've got a lot of <laughs> – got a lot of citrus in the garden but I didn't think to get any for this so never mind all right so I've got a series of silly little stories that I thought we don't want to go and get overexcited because I very much enjoy Swanee's responses to our stories so I thought I'd just you know keep us warm and also give us a bit of a palate cleanser after last week's story before I get on to my weird stories I did want to just do a little throwback to last week so if you recall we were talking about the um, boy band, the killer boy band. Oh, yes. And I was doing the edit of that and finishing that off and I have had a song in my head. Oh, it's so inappropriate, but I've have. had a song in my head. Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> my heart. My heart. Isn't that awful? Oh. And I can't get it out of my oh, head. Particularly whilst it's outside of my chest. Oh, I know. Awful. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Just, I'm crying. Sorry, it just popped into my mind. I thought that is so bad but also rather funny, so I thought I should uh, share. It's a bit like hot potato, hot potato, <laughs> but um, not a potato. A bit like that, yes. It's the earworm of the century. I'll, I'll be happy when it's gone. Okay, so I'm just going to do a series of weird things. I was going to call this the Lad Bible edit because I know how much you like Lad Bible, but it turned out I found a whole bunch of weird things from lots of different sources. And not Lad so Bible. So my first one, oh, no, there are some Lad Bibles. Okay. We'll see if we get to them. Yeah. Because, you know, I've tried to do this kind of, you know, spray of short stories in the past, but the last time I think I tried to do it was Sacramental Bleach and that we spent an hour and a half laughing about the one story. Yeah, yeah. About <laughs> old mate who's about to be sentenced well surely he's going to get some hopefully action going on anyway fingers crossed all right so this one comes to the independent.co.uk and it is the report of a dead crocodile on residential street in worcester sparks inquiries as it should (laughs) worcester's not known for its crocodile population That's right. The very next line is, it's not very often you see that in Worcester. <laughs> Wildlife Trust employee remarks. Is it that you don't see that every day? Is it though? Is it? Well, it's funny because I was looking up what is the uh, accent of Worcester and it's a little bit more Birmingham. Oh. Birmingham. But it's not quite because it's sort of somewhere between Gloucester and Birmingham. And I 
I tried, but I ran out of time. Yeah, you nearly. So the best I can do is Birmingham. Birmingham. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) A quiet residential street in Worcester has been subject to investigations over what was reportedly thought to be a dead crocodile. (laughs) The suspected reptile was pictured inside an electrical substation on Sydney Street in the north of the city on Monday. Small in stature and sporting realistic off-yellow markings, the supposed crocodile... (laughs) Get realistic in nature or realistic off your own Oh, no, I was going to say I love that they're saying a suspected crocodile and now you're saying realistic in nature. It's just going to be some lizard man, fancy dress costume. Gone wrong. Probably winery walkabout where someone dressed up. Close, close. Uh, So the supposed crocodile was shown to be perched on a thin metal beam near the top of a transformer. As they do. And as we know, very dangerous. And the, yes, the natural habitat of one's crocodiles. Crocodiles with their legs coming out to the side are very, very good (laughs) at walking on narrow beams. Its legs and tail draped over either side, surrounded by (laughs) hazard signs warning danger of death, keep out. It sounds like a drunk person. It sounds like a fall from heights. (laughs) (laughs) Seeking to solve the mystery, local outlet Worcester News approached the Worcestershire Wildlife Trust with the images Uh which were less than crystal clear. The images were less than crystal clear. Mm. Right. Well, it's not very often you see that in Worcester, the Trust's spokesperson said. It certainly looks like a dead crocodile. Perhaps a caiman, but I'm afraid I know very little about how you might identify it from other species. <laughs> As you'd expect to their defence. Like, when was the last time you saw a crocodile in Worcester? Could be a caiman. Mm. Mm. It's certainly not native, and my guess would be that it's an escaped or abandoned captive animal, but I don't know what species are likely to be kept as such. I love that they've clarified the mystery of is it native or not. Oh, well, yeah, and I don't know what kind. People of Worcester do tell us if you've ever seen a crocodile. But then, I don't suppose it's plastic or a toy, is it? Miss Carter's latter question was soon proven incisive as the outlet approached Western Power Distribution in a bid for answers. The power network operator then sent an engineer to investigate who, by the way, was probably like, oh, it's not worth my job. If there's a crocodile up there, I'm not going near it. But then he discovered it was merely a realistic-looking toy. After reports that a crocodile had been spotted in a substation in the Barban area of Worcester, one of our engineers visited the site and discovered that the animal was, in fact, a toy. A spokesperson what, like was a 30-centimetre toy? Was it? I don't know if it gives us a size. It will now be removed, though. We would like to take this opportunity to remind customers never to enter electricity substations or to throw objects inside. Substations contain high-voltage equipment, which can kill. And toy crocodiles. Anyone who does lose an object inside a substation is advised to stay well clear and call 105, our emergency number, and wait for help to arrive. It's the second mistaken crocodile sighting reported in as many years in the city. Oh, no. I love this next bit. With one hotel manager helping to clear the devastation caused by Storm Dennis last February, given a scare as a life-size crocodile, quickly revealed to be a garden model, emerged from the floodwaters. Could you imagine that, though? You're cleaning out flood, uh, uh, flood debris and a life-size crocodile pops up at you. I literally would have pooed my pants. Yeah. And because, of course, there'd be not enough time to go, that's not real. You'd just literally shit and run. (laughs) Yeah, it's like all of your primal fears Mm. would have come to bear in that moment and you would have shit and run (laughs) or shit and stayed still depending on you've got the fight fight fight, fight, or this one other. Freeze. What's that over there? Yeah, so... Uh, oh, thank God, it's only a, it's only a garden Nothing model. to see here. Correct. So that's my first one. My second one is also from the independent.co.uk. Before we go on to your second one. Sure. It did cross my mind. You know how they talk about uh, electricity or power plants becoming um, potential terrorist threats? 
<laughs> it did cross my mind that they'd... Uh, you mean targets? Yeah, yeah, sorry, targets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not threats in their own right. Look yeah, out, yeah, at some stage it's going to be a terrorist yes, threat. Yes, yes. <laughs> there would definitely need to be intervention. So, so I thought maybe that was the new security that they'd uh, adopted where they'd yeah, just get like yeah. a, a moat with a whole lot of crocodiles swimming around it. That would work. I think that's a brilliant idea, mm. yes. Might explain the next story. Oh, do tell. Crocodile spotted on loose in Yorkshire Garden year after similar sighting. Are you serious? I am not shitting you. I am dead serious. Yes, apparently there's a spate of crocodile-type activity in the Midlands and north of England. This is, well, this I say is, that. I've found two stories. This is not too far <laughs> from where, um, not too far in Australian terms, probably different in UK terms, not too far from where they did cite Loch Ness Monster. So, you know... Maybe it's more that there's just something in the in the air every now and then. That, there was something in yeah, the air that night. The, the stars, stars were bright. bright. And crocodiles. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. It may be. Maybe. maybe I looked, a hallucinogenic. I lived in the, well, I lived in the southwest and there was boundless uh, sort of stories about UFOs and stuff people, people and crop circles and, you know, paranormal activity and ghosts. And, and my, I lived in a haunted house. That's for another podcast. And, you know, one of these, how you always laugh about my um, my anecdotes and, you know, that I, I have a personal story connected to almost every scenario we cover. Um, do but you? I, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think that, yes, there is an interest in this sort of stuff. And so you're right, maybe people are a bit more open to the possibility of things that are outside of what you would say, oh, that's bullshit. You know, maybe some people... Are more believing. Maybe maybe when you become disconnected from nature, you um, start to imagine it. Well, no, no, they don't have a lot of wilderness in the UK. Um, I was surrounded by beautiful fields and forests in the southwest, so I'm going to have to challenge that, my friend. Are you really? I'm talking about wilderness. Uh So, you know, um, just because you've got grass and trees, it doesn't mean... You've got wilderness. And they certainly don't have a lot of wildlife like what we do. So what I'm saying is that maybe you start to imagine stuff. Are you pulling? Badgers and deers. Badgers <laughs> and deers are everywhere. What are you talking about? There's plenty um, of wildlife. Biodiversity. Like, so just because you've got lots of two different types of animals doesn't mean you have uh, no, I, a lot of types of animals. I, I think you'll find there are a lot of animals in the UK and uh, they have a fair amount of biodiversity. They don't have marsupials like us and they don't have vast tracts of untouched land. They don't have crocodiles is what they don't have and yet they're seeing them. Okay, my, I will absolutely agree with that one. My I point is you're on the money that on when that. you don't have these things, maybe you start to imagine them. And uh, so maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, but there has been... There is a bit of a Tiger King type thing in the UK where people have imported... Tigers? What do they call them? Um, no, no, exotic pets. Yeah. And so there have been situations where people have had an exotic pet, it's escaped and, you know, run right in the countryside. And it's, they're real things. They're not fake sightings. And I'm not saying... I mean, this next story will be interesting, judge it as you will, but uh, I do think there is... I mean, I certainly had friends who had pythons as pets, big tarantulas. I think there's a bit of a market for yeah, that. Yeah, someone I live with, a so. little bit different to what I was, where I was going, but yes, you are correct. Um, when I worked at the zoo, we used to have animals that escaped from the zoo too, so there is that as well. I know. Um, I know. A friend of mine once told the story. In fact, you knew her. It was before you were at the zoo, a foxtail person. She and her partner lived near somewhere around the back of the zoo. And one night he was looking down from his balcony and he thought, saw what he thought was a very large dog. Turned out it was a bear that had gotten out. And the ranger or whatever you park people showed up two minutes later and picked it up, put yeah. it in the back of a van, took it back. It was probably the red panda escape that happened. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But he, he just saw what he thought looked like a bear yeah. and was like, that can't be right. It must be a big dog. I'm going back to bed. But yes. <clears throat> Anyhow. <laughs> My next one, crocodile spotted on loose in Yorkshire Garden year after similar sighting, the Castleford Croc, as they like to call it. A Yorkshire woman was stunned when she saw what appeared to be a crocodile roaming free in her neighbour's garden. Sarah Jane Ellis said she spotted the creature from her house near the River Eyre in Castleford. There was a similar sighting reported at a nature reserve in the town last year. 
Ms Ellis said she thought the animal, which had been called the Castleford Croc, was around three or foot long and looked real. Remember our alligator story, the man who threw the alligator around and it was only a little yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. It was about the same size as that. Yeah. She told Yorkshire Live, I thought, that's a crocodile. <laughs> I was shutting the blinds in the bedroom when I saw it on the grass. I can't do a um, Yorkshire accent or I'd give it a go. I looked a couple of hours later and it was gone. So I'm closing the blinds and I saw a crocodile. Ms. Ellis took a photo, which she showed to her sister-in-law, Kate Ellis Holmes. No relation to uh, Sherlock. A deputy (laughs) head teacher from Huddersfield. No, but I like the way that they point out she's a deputy head teacher from Huddersfield who said she was in disbelief. And it's almost Me like too. I showed it to a credible person. Yeah, yeah. Know, oh, oh and she's right. in disbelief. Yeah. I thought um, the whole in disbelief thing was like, oh, here she goes again. She always <laughs> fucking makes shit up. <laughs> I thought it was bizarre and a really interesting story, she said, adding, it definitely looks like a crocodile. Miss Ellis said it should be investigated whether a crocodile really has been oh, living in Castleford. God's sakes especially given an earlier reported sighting further down the river air last year. Wildlife photographer Lee Collings claimed to have seen a four-foot crocodile in the Fairburn Ings Nature Reserve on the edge of town on, in May 2020. Mr Collings said the creature got away before he could capture it on camera, but he insisted it was a crocodile, perhaps an alligator. I'm not bothered about being ridiculed. I'm that confident about what I saw, he told the Yorkshire Evening Post at the time. The RSB RSPB, which maintains Fairburn Ings, said they suspected the sighting to have been of an otter, which were what? not unknown to appear on the reserve. A, f- a three-foot-long otter? I don't know how big native otters are. They're not, They're not big. tiny. I know, you're the zoologist amongst us. They're but certainly uh, not scaly. No. They're not scaly <laughs> and they don't look like a crocodile, I Correct. think is more to the point. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a cover-up from the... People who maintain the Fairburn Ings. I think there is a crocodile yeah. in Castleford. This, this is going to be a, a modern-day Loch Ness monster thing now where now that two people have seen the crocodile, it's going to be a real one. It just could be a lizard. You know, like it could be a, what do you call it, like a monitor, what do they call them, a monitor? Monitor lizard. Monitor lizard. Yeah, so again, an exotic pet, uh, not necessarily Komodo a Komodo dragon. And you don't want one yeah, of these sure. things, you? Yeah. That's the shit You do real. not want one of those. Yeah. That's uh, true, though. In England, anything bigger than a hamster would look like a crocodile. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> you know, any lizard bigger than... <laughs> I'll go back to my point earlier. Badgers are quite large. They're big like wombats, yeah. like big wombats. So there you go. That's uh, England being harassed by crocodiles. So um, is that the last of your crocodile stories for today? I have one more. Do you? No, I have one more because okay. I know you love a good croc yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, because I've got one I just want to tell you about once you're done. So you go, keep going. Okay. So this one's uh, close <laughs> no to rush, home. <laughs> this one's close to home. This is theguardian.com. Okay, awesome. And, and the headline is Naked Fugitive Found in Crocodile Infested Waters Near Darwin Charged with Fresh Offences. And I did enjoy this. So, a naked alleged fugitive, yeah. not an allegedly naked, naked yeah. fugitive, oh, right. found by two fishermen sitting on a tree branch in Australian crocodile infested waters has been slapped with additional charges of breaching bail and aggravated assault. <laughs> I thought they might have just slapped him just for shits and giggles. Cam Faust said on Wednesday that he and fellow recreational fisher Kev Joyner heard Luke, I can't say his name, Voscarenzi, 40, yell for help as they set crab traps from their dinghy in mangroves on the outskirts of the northern city of Darwin. Faust said Voskarensky, who was covered in mud cuts and insect bites, explained on Sunday that he had been lost for four days, survived by eating snails, and had used his clothes for bits and pieces over the way. For I don't bits know what that pe- means. Yeah, correct. I think that... I, maybe, I, I have no idea what that means, and neither did the fisherman, but he there were photos of this man, and he's entirely nude. It's disappointing it they weird. didn't think to ask. <laughs> What do you mean by that? Oh, I know you're under stress at the moment, but let's explore that a little bit. Faust goes on to say it didn't make sense to us, no. uh, referring to the explanation for his nudity. He had a nest made up in the tree and he was only laying a metre above the water and there were crocs in the water, so he's done well to survive. Mm. 
Joyner said the friends hesitated before bringing Voskarensky on board their small aluminium boat. Could you imagine it, right? You're in the middle of a swamp with mangroves and crocodiles and there's a naked man in a tree <laughs> and they're like, should we let him in? Yeah, yeah. this is hilarious. I don't know. Let's get some good footage. Uh, you'd anyway. almost rather have a crocodile in the boat with you than a naked man who lives in a tree. <laughs> Agreed. Once we'd seen how bad he was and how many cuts he had all over him and he was dehydrated and pretty weak, we thought we'd better get him in the boat. We can take him if he goes wild. Exactly. We thought he just must have had a big night after New Year's and got lost and done himself a mischief in the bush. (laughs) Done himself a mischief. Done himself a mischief. I loved it, yeah. That is a great phrase. Faust said he stripped to his underwear and handed Voskarensky his shorts and a beer as the trio made their way back to Darwin. Oh, look, he looked like he needed a beer, although he was in a bad way, Faust said. I feel like everyone up there looks like they need a beer. Oh, yeah. It's just your and normal probably state. In a bad way. An ambulance was waiting at a Darwin boat ramp when they arrived. Voskarensky was taken to a Darwin hospital where he was placed under police guard as he was treated for exposure. Ah, Northern see it? Territory- what about the blokes in the boat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were they treated for exposure? <laughs> oh, Northern Territory Police said Voskarensky had been free on bail after being charged with armed robbery. But they allege he had cut off his electronic monitoring device last week and attempted to evade authorities. A police spokeswoman told Guardian Australia after Voskarensky was rearrested, he was charged with aggravated assault, your favourite. Yeah. Uh, you know, he must have been cross must at have the been time. very angry. And <laughs> breach of bail. He was remounded and he's scheduled to appear before a court on the 9th of February. Faust said he decided against visiting Voskarensky in hospital after discovering he'd been wanted by police. Yeah. Now, this is, I, I had a couple of um, versions of this story. And if you uh, Google it, listeners, there are a bunch of what I think were very funny photos taken by the fishermen. Like, firstly, they take a photo of the guy in the tree and then they've got a photo of him in, in their tinny on their way back to Darwin. But then there's one where the guy's sort of, you know, surreptitiously taking a selfie while the police are rearresting this bloke in the back. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll, um, we'll try to whack some of those photos on our Twitter account. So what's your crocodile well, mine, story? Well, mine is really um, just I'll, – I'll just read you the headline because that says enough. But it's really yeah. just because we know in the UK there are heaps and heaps of pubs and we love that. Um, and so if the crocodile does turn out to be a real one – um, I suggest anyone who sees it, rather than just reporting it, go and see your local publican because the headline is Pub Owner Smacks Aggressive Crocodile on the Snout with a Frying Pan. <laughs> yeah. And, and we can show the, the link in, in um, Twitter as well, but it's hilarious. There's literally a crocodile that comes up and this bloke lives on an island and he has a pub and he has lots of people come and visit and a crocodile has moved into the territory and started to become a bit aggressive. So he just goes out there with his old cast iron frying pan and just whacks it on the head. It's brilliant. So that I think I saw that on Facebook. Did you share I faxed that? I it to you. Yeah, yeah. But that that would be a very good strategy in the UK because there's lots and lots of uh, pubs and perhaps not so many wildlife experts. So don't call one who'll say it's not native. Just get someone to whack it on the head with a frying not pan. Not native. It was a plastic toy. I mean, yeah, but- that's how bad that person was at de- determining what species it was. Yeah. It wasn't even a species. Could have been a caiman. <laughs> well, could be a caiman, but, you know, I'm not really an expert in this. I can't tell the difference between a plastic toy and an actual alligator or crocodile. And by the time it, it you know, the amount of time you'd spend trying to get that level of expertise, it could have mauled like 20 people by then if it mm-hmm. was real. Just call the publican. He'll whack it. Job done. Mm. So I'm going to move us on now. Okay. Speaking of dumb people. We're we off for crocodiles. No, we're off crocodiles. And I want to talk, I want to do a little bit of our lad Bible edit. Oh, now. yes. Bring, Bring on the on. Bible. <laughs> Can I say before we move off crocodiles? Yes. I simply want you to say before we left this subject that uh, we've heard that many allegations have been made, but we've not found a single alligator. <laughs> None of those alligators have proved to be correct. Classic Tony. Right. And you, and how long have you been spending working on that one? No, it, it came thirty three minutes. It came from a true story of my my background. Right. Alleged right. gators. 
no it was it was a, a a long time ago it was a project manager who who tried to be more articulate than he was equipped to right. and he used to make regular mistakes like that i um worked with a girl who used to do the same thing and that she made all these she she'd used the wrong expression thinking it meant something yes. else and, and it come out the wrong way and we were in a work uh workshop you know spitballing or whatever you do in a workshop and <laughs> she someone said something she thought was smart or good a good idea and in, she said yeah put that in your spank bank <laughs> no. brilliant brilliant uh, what? <laughs> and, and everyone around her like because we all knew she had the tendency to do this so a few of us sort of just were like, oh. just pretend that didn't happen. And then one of the other girls is so shocked. She goes, do you know what that means? She goes, yeah, yeah, put it in your little bank for later. You can come back to it. It's a really good idea. And she's like, that's not what it means. And when she was told what it meant, she was so mortified because <laughs> she said it right in front of all these senior managers and she said it loudly because oh, she was no. like really yeah, excited. Yeah. yeah, put that in your spank oh, bank. Yeah. embarrassment. So, yes, I've. Oh, she was very funny. Those, the, those, that was the one I remember the most. But yeah, she had quite a few of those. I'm moving on to our lad bottle. So, this one is another homegrown story. Aussie legend stops woman stealing his car by using a forklift. What? So this story. <laughs> I know the logistics of this threw me for a bit. Um, but here it goes. A quick-thinking Australian man has taken matters into his own hands after arriving home to discover a woman was attempting to steal his car. Is that, is that a dig the... at Australian men? A quick-thinking a quick Australian man? <laughs> <laughs> like, most of them aren't, so we better emphasise the fact that this one was. <gasps> I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is based in Queensland. Hang on, I resemble that remark. <laughs> Three quarters of this panel do, but, you know, take it on the chin, um, as you were. Yeah. No, I just meant it was – I was just talking about it being based in Queensland. Yeah. I was making a regional joke, not a man versus v woman. I oh, know. I wasn't joking about you joking about joking about stuff. I was joking. <laughs> All right. Look, it might be a slide against men. I'm not sure. He was quick thinking. I'll give him mm. that. What In what could be the weirdest ever citizen's arrest – Queensland man Brendan Mills trapped the alleged car thief by using his forklift to trap her inside the vehicle. Speaking to Sunrise, another reputable news mm. source, the Waterford West man said, I gave the person or persons plenty of chances to run. I don't know who was in the car. There could have been five blokes in there. But I asked them many times, get out of the car. You know, we're home. You're busted. He said that the person in the red Volkswagen Polo wouldn't get out, so he had to think quickly. I went, okay, I've got an alternative option here. So I grabbed the keys and picked the car up, he told Sunrise. The automotive worker had his forklift parked beside the car, so he simply drove the machine forward and lifted the Volkswagen Polo off its wheels. The woman became trapped inside and Mills then called the police. The alleged thief was then unable to open the doors of the car due to the positioning of the forklift prongs. Police video captured at the scene showed an officer opening the door of the car after it was lowered by Mills saying, Out you get, to the woman inside. Mills put his quick thinking down to the rush of adrenaline and the need to protect his daughters who were with him. I had to act as safely as possible for me and my family, he told the Channel 7 program. I'm quite comfortable on me trusty forklift here, so what better way to do it? Security footage seen by the Daily Mail showed a woman wandering into the South Brisbane property at 5.20pm on June 5. According to police, she went into the house while the family was out, showered, and helped herself oh, to clothes she found inside. Yeah. Oh. Get off the gun. You don't want that shit going on in your house. It's gross, isn't it? A 24-year-old woman was arrested at the property and charged with burglary and, un- and unlawful use of a motor vehicle and shower. 
I added well, that. I was going to say, Queensland... God, is that really a charge? <laughs> no, a Queensland police statement said, sorry, uh, a motor vehicle. Blah. While his unusual choice at thwarting a would-be thief was effective, Queensland police urged people to steer clear. Ah, see what they did. Of attempting a citizen's arrest for safety reasons. To ensure community safety, police recommend members of the public not engage in methods of disrupting criminal activity, which may involve risk of personal harm or further legal recourse, they said in a statement. Did they say it just like that? I bet it was. I think that is exactly how they said it. That is is why I retold it in such a way. Yep. There you go. Um, When you said that, uh, can you read the headline again? Because I can't remember it, but. It prompted. Yeah, Aussie man does something, stops quick thinking. some bird doing something. <laughs> Aussie legend Aussie. stops woman stealing his car by using a yes, forklift. Yes, so I had visions of him doing a lot more damage with said forklift. <laughs> right through the oh, window. Like, and, and getting her head <laughs> and neck in the tines so that, and maybe picking her up in the tines rather than the car because, yeah, just it. It's a bit of clickbait. That would have got me clicking on it for a whole lot of weird things that go through my head and then you just go, oh, I mean, yeah, good on him. It's nice oh. and responsible and he's done a fantastic job, but where's the damage and shit? As I say, the logistics were interesting because the whole car, obviously, the forklift had come in at a 90-degree angle and the whole car was lifted up and tilted on, you know, probably a 45-degree angle. Oh, it wasn't even off the ground out. properly then. No, it was up about two metres and then, you know how forklifts lift back? Yeah. Because of the yeah, weight. Yes, yep. So she was sort of tilted oh, yeah. on, a, on, a, on an angle and up off the ground. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought, it was, I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I just, I enjoyed his sort of, you know, his, I had to do this and me, tr- me trusty forklift, you know, I was yeah, out there. Yeah, but it sounds like a very responsible <laughs> way to do it. So good on him. Mm. Clever, clever headline though. Yes. Yeah. You know, Aussie legend. Aussie legend. I was waiting to see. Was, you know, Jimmy was that Warney? Exactly yeah. where my oh, head Jimmy went. Barnes. To. I'm thinking yeah, Jimmy right. Barnes is an ice house. Who is Barnes it? Barnesy's out there with his. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Barnesy's out there with his forklift. Yeah. It's nah. just Freddy. Uh, what did I Peter say Brock? his name was? Freddy. Mills? Mills? No, he's, a, he's a legend. It would have been He used his forklift to catch a. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, careful yeah. play on words. Brendan, Brendan Mills. Brendan Mills. Yeah, Millsy. Yeah, it was just legend Millsy. Yeah, yeah. Bastard, yeah. those headline writers. Damn it. <laughs> Get you every time. Yeah. Wow, nice one. Okay. That's the hook. Yeah, well, here's another one. Again, Australian. Aussie woman fuming as she's blocked from $12 million trust fund until she gets a job. Oh, I read this one. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah, and like frankly, fair enough. Excellent headline. Uh, obviously, excellent headline. It got me fucking hook, line, and sinker. It got me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But did you see the photo? Yeah, I of did. It? Yes. Mm, I felt less sympathetic. Anyway, a broken You felt less, less sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. This, yeah. Yeah, this is great. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, sorry. A broke Australian heiress has revealed she's blocked from her $12 million Australian or in the UK, six. Point one, sorry, six point eight million pounds, or in US dollars, eight point three million dollars. If you want to know any other currency f- conversions, just Google it. <laughs> Please go to <laughs> currency XE. That's it. <laughs> uh, because of the way her father's trust fund was organised. Now, there's a clue, yeah. right? Uh, Claire Brown, who lives in Sydney's western suburbs, can only access her jaw-dropping fortune on one condition: she either gets a job or volunteers to contribute to society. Honestly, how hard is it to volunteer to contribute to I'm, society? I'm pretty sure he didn't put that clause into the will when she was born either. No, I agree. Uh, however, the mother of one plans to contest her father's request in court because she says her high-functioning ADHD means she can't hold a job. I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people with ADHD who hold down yeah. jobs or contribute appropriately to society. Um, her um, high-functioning ADHD... Plus the fact that she has $12 million looming um, contributes to the fact that she can't get a job. If she had... She's a fat, lazy cow. Does this mean she's just too lazy to get a job and pick up the money? Well, it's open to interpretation, Tony, but if that's your opinion, go ahead and speak (laughs) it. (laughs) Speak your mind, man. I told you I saw a photo. I was less sympathetic. Yep. 
Um, I think that I, th- I anyway keep going. The story's not done, so what's your point there? Clark? Well, no, I was going to say I think um, there is one of the things that crossed my mind as I read it was fuck me, really, you can't get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to your point, there mm-hmm. are plenty of people who have all kinds of um, mental health issues that contribute meaningfully to society. Um, I don't think it stipulates you have to have a job as a banker or a lawyer or like a high-profile job. It's just get a job or do something good for society. Yeah. Like surely Lollipop that can't ladies. be that hard. Yeah. Volunteer. She had a baby. Yeah. Although back in the yeah. Johnny Howard days or whatever it was, didn't you have to have two kids plus one for society? So she's too short of that goal even. She still would have got the plasma have bonus. Have another couple of, yeah, she would have got the plasma bonus, that's for sure. Oh, so she's not contributing to society because she doesn't have enough Yeah, yeah, because you had one, one <laughs> for the mother, one for the father and one for society. So she's had one for oh, the mother right. and done fuck all else. Selfish so again, Tony, cow. maybe there's a little bit of laziness coming through. <laughs> and stupid. She can't even be bothered having two said, more children. Exactly. I mean, come on. <laughs> if you went to any employer and said... Um, Give me a job and I'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Two months yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I promise I won't work, but you just pay me. Pay me that million dollars oh, exactly. over yeah. the course of. 500 grand would get exactly you the job. Right. No worries. Mm. You could work for us. Yeah. She could work for trial and by one. And she could work from home. <laughs> oh, she could work In from home. In inverted commas, work from exactly. home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while appearing on A Current Affair, she pleaded with her family, give me what's rightfully mine. I am suffering. Can you please stop with the whole me getting a job? It's not happening. It's not happening. happening. No, stop with the me getting a job shit. It's not happening. I've applied for no jobs and there is no way. I wasn't even close to getting any of them. Exactly. Didn't even get an interview. Claire, whose father accumulated mega bucks while working. That's apparently a currency. (laughs) That's a a real phrase. (laughs) Remember, it's the lad lad bubble edit, so you've got to remember. Uh, his father, <laughs> Megabucks, by working as a, as a successful stockbroker, there I was saying, you know, you don't have to be a banker, provided his daughter with 500 Australian dollars allowance a week while also gaining government benefits. Oh, claim them back. I'm going to ring Robo, Robocop or whatever it is, Robojet. Robocop. <laughs> right. <laughs> But Claire claims she was forced to apply for these benefits via Centrelink as her father kept cutting her off and was financially abusing her. And I didn't write this next bit, right? This is written by the Lad Bible journalist. Wow, if receiving a hefty allowance each week while not, not working is financial abuse, where do I yeah. sign up? <laughs> exactly. See, that's the shit I love about Lad Bible. Those, those little bits are gold. <laughs> A nice little bit of commentary there from the uh, journalist, yeah, yeah. Like, quote unquote. You think of the the abuse stories that we've heard, um, and I was thinking of and there are of, real, like Sylvia yeah, Likens, yeah. who was genuinely oh. abused, and then you've got old mate yeah. here, like can't dial. Correct. When Claire's late father passed earlier this year, she was denied access to her funds as she remained unemployed. Now, the former private school girl is living off welfare payments with her wife, Lauren, as they raise their one-year-old daughter in Mount Druitt. Do you reckon it's Lauren from Catherine Tate Show? And she just sits there going, am I bothered? Am I bothered? Is my face bothered? Do I look bothered? I think all Lauren would be saying now is, get a job, get a job. I'm only with you for the six million that I was going to get. Oh, my God. Contribute, You lazy cow. No, to be fair, Claire's partner also maintained that due to her diagnosis, she struggles to go, oh, I'm sorry, this is where I'm going to get really nasty. I remember this line. Claire's partner also maintained that due to her diagnosis, she struggles to complete daily tasks and needs a checklist to remind her to do simple things such as eat. There is no evidence of that when you look at her photo. (laughs) (laughs) Unless Lauren's a feeder, is that what you mean? She must be. Must be. Have you forgotten to eat? Here, eat some more. Eat some more. <laughs> Maybe You're so naughty. You shouldn't. You, <laughs> you shouldn't mean. fat shame. That is not the case here. It is lazy shame. I actually am also fat, so I'm not fat shaming. Although I am. Yeah, I'm actually fat shaming and lazy shaming because she's a millionaire and I'm jealous, and she doesn't <laughs> even bother to get her money because she's so freaking lazy. It, mm. She's just gonna wah wah about it, and that makes me even more angry. So yes, I'm. I'm. This is not bringing out the it's best. It's not of me. bringing out your finest qualities, is it? No. Is it that she's also a liar? Because 
When she says, give me what's mine. Give me what's mine. She what's probably um, doesn't realise that it's actually not mine. hers. Mm. Like, you didn't get a job. True. Yeah, yeah, you haven't earned yeah. it. It's, you don't you get know, to it's have an it. inheritance. It's not Correct. yours. Go and earn something. Like, it frustrates me because of all of the people who genuinely deserve money or could use it. And here's yeah. her. Give me what's mine. Oh, look, we're being very harsh. No, because we're not. I we fell are. for that she clickbait tried... put line and sinker. <laughs> she has tried to get some work. Her previous jobs include working part-time for Autism Australia and a very brief stint as a barista, which only lasted an hour. I, ha- I feel like she learned how to make her own coffee and then went, check yeah, out, yeah. I'm out. It's, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, can I just get uh, proof that I was hired so I can get my 12 Yeah, million? yeah. However, Claire's family accuses her of using her condition as a scapegoat, including her cousin Jimmy, who slammed her efforts as embarrassing. On you, Jimmy. He told a current affair. Yeah, good on you. We'd like her to get a job and to contribute to society. Instead of her agreeing to her dead dad's wishes, she's turned around and sued her trust. We are at our wits' end. We've done nothing but love, Claire. Drop Mike. Poor Jimmy. Good on you, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Crackercorn. Get a job, Claire. Yeah. Far out. Just get a job. Get a haircut and get a real job. Do you remember that song? I don't know about the haircut. No, there's a song called <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. And uh, I think for my final... Oh, you're not done. You Wait, there's more. I've got one more. Yeah. I've got one more. Yeah. That I think. Oh, hang on. Before we go into the next one, love, Tony, yeah. are you considering sentencing Claire to having that everyday wine every day for the rest of her <laughs> natural? What is it? Term of her natural life or something? Term of her natural I was, life. I, was, what, uh, I kept getting in my head, and, and maybe is this that, is from yeah. the Spank Bank comment you made earlier, the term of her natural endearment. <laughs> and I'm going, is there a book about that? Terms of yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting, yeah, terms of endearment yeah. and term of his natural life. Yes, mixer. correct. It's a good idea, except she might benefit from it. If she has this um, and then does get a job, then she'll realise just how good some wine could be when she starts spending a million. So of dollars, the wine so. you're drinking isn't bad enough to be a punishment. No, it would just be a good benchmark for her to know what. Yeah, right. money she has to drink can it every day, though. Big money buy, right? She has to drink it every day. Maybe the punishment is she's not allowed to have any other wine. Oh ever. yeah, no, just no, that then, wine. Then, then yeah. not, no, no matter how okay, rich. Okay, but she is. so we're not sentencing her to that. Then we could sentence her to. Um, no, we save it. We could take the label Jenny of Craig? your wine and put it on a bottle of Metho. <laughs> Here's some everyday wine you'll love. It's good on what, the what did you say, Schmitty, that made you cover your own mouth? <laughs> you said you said we could sentence her to, and I said Jenny Craig. <gasps> Ouch, fat fighters. <laughs> you can have some salad. But dust. 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 Everyone down no. Dust. <laughs> Oh, they was probably telling the truth. It's chocolate cake fattening. <laughs> high fat, low fat. It, high fat, low fat. High fat, low fat. Oh, it's, we all know it's high fat, but it tastes delicious, so we'll just put it down as low fat. Low fat, that's right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, yes, I think Claire probably should get some come up and a bit of fact checking. Anyway. Uh, fact. And here's my last yep. one. Facita yes. checking, not fat checking. We've already checked that out. This is one of your other favourite, apart from crocodiles, this is one of the other things that you yeah, love. Yeah, detail. Woman, woman married a ragdoll oh, and now has a baby. Off. What? Not to the <laughs> ragdoll, I hope. Oh, absolutely, Or yes. is the ragdoll the baby? No, there, there are two, there's a baby and a ragdoll <sighs> husband. Oh, no. Do you know the, do you know the, Allow me to tell do you know the, the Aerosmith song? They, they've got, they've got a song one? called Ragdoll. And I think one no, of the lines know. is, baby, won't you do me like you did me before or something? Oh, <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's, she's taken that literally and this is what's happened. I oh, there's, a, there's mm, I, I kind of get where she's coming from. Is this uh, clickbait again and that, will come, that I would just totally fall for? Of course it is. It's Lad Bible. That's Lad right, Bible, yeah. right? Okay. So as the. As the saying goes, love knows no bounds. And this certainly applies to a woman who fell in love with a ragdoll. 
No, and I she can't didn't. say her name because she's from Brazil. She I'm going to try. Yeah, do it. Do um, murder her. Marivoni. Mar- I'm sorry. Marivoni. Marivoni. Rocha. Marais. Oh, we so have sorry. some um, Brazilians um, who listen to us, so if they would like to send in how I'm to so say sorry. it, we could correct Schmidt. It's probably something like a marriage you know, because it's Portuguese. I can't say it. So let's just call her Rocha because that's okay. her middle name, sort of. So Rocha has found her soulmate in the life-size doll she calls her husband, and the pair have even it's gone a life-size to have a ra- rag doll. Oh my. As sure in as is. big as a man. Remember, remember Anatoly. Yes, remember Anatoly I do. and his yes. dolls. It's a bit similar to oh. one of those. Only not oh, made God, of a person. Oh God, I was going to say, stop it. No, it's not made of an exhumed corpse. Uh, the thirty-seven-year-old from. <laughs> yeah, let's start bullet. The thirty-seven-year-old from Brazil said her mum made her the rag doll named Marcello. After she complained about being single and having no one to dance with, uh, enable much. Mm. Anyway, little did she realise it would be love at first sight. And after a few months of dating, she fell pregnant. To the rag doll. They decided. Yes, they decided she to tie not. the knot before the new. <laughs> she did well to the little midget. What a load of old Oh, no. I'm going to have to bleep that out now. Oh, what word anyway, can you use? To, was it Oompa mean, Loompa that you can use? I'm, are you? No, you can't use it either. Are you talking about like a Russian doll? Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are the no, he's, he's talking about, so, you know, like. It was the little nesting doll inside. Oh, I thought her. you were talking about, um, you know how you get fat costumes that they use in Little Britain all the time. Yeah, but a, no, I was, but a fat I was, costume uh, for midgets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's oh, use okay. the word again. Yeah. Oh, let's not. <laughs> Little people. <laughs> Little people. It's all relative. Okay. <laughs> but not midgets. But You know how we have cancel culture? You're going to cancel. Is it true that? Yes, gotcha. No, no, that you can cancel them. Is it true that that book was originally called edit, Little edit. Midgets? No, Midget Women. Little yeah, women. is that was that originally called Midget it's Women? It's about dwarves. <laughs> it's about little girls. It's about young yes. girls. Oh my lord! Oh, it all has to come out. As funny it's as it is, so this much is, fun this to wind you up. Only. This is. This is Patreon only. This is just people for expect this shit years, from us, midget women. We've now actually got. I can't got believe they had to cancel to culture that to so little women. Sensitive. I'm so I'm so sensitive now that we've got more than three people listening to us. Okay, so they decided to tie the knot, <laughs> tie the knot, uh, before the newborn arrived in a ceremony that was attended by 250 people. Oh come on! I remember when they were talking about gay marriage and they were saying people will start marrying animals. Never did they say people will start marrying ragdoll. But maybe this shit's mm, true. People marry all sorts of things. I've got another story about a woman who married a tree, but I won't get onto it. Anyway, answer because <laughs> clearly I had a theme. Yeah, happening. I know, right? <laughs> Crocodiles and Bizarro. Unsurprisingly, the birth was a painless one. No shock. Roger claiming it took just 35 minutes. The whole pregnancy or and just I'm the birth? I'm not quite sure. The birth, and I'm not even sure what happens in the birth. Is that like she, it got stuck because she tucked it up in her pants and it got stuck and so it took her 35 oh, minutes don't. to pull it out? I don't know. So I don't know how. The zip at the back. The, of the... the zip at the back. It got caught on the other <laughs> egg doll. When the no, little fella came out, she thought it was a baby. Does, does, does the baby look more like the mother or the father? <laughs> the baby definitely looks like right. the father. Spit. Yep, yep. It was a wonderful day for me. Very important. Very emotional, she told NTK. He's a, he is a man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. And this She's is got to be taking the piss, point, doesn't right? she? No, he doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue. And he just understands me. Marcello is a great and faithful husband. He is such a man and all women envy him. How so? He's got a strap on. Her, I think that's meant to be, I'm sure that's meant to read all women envy me. But anyway, when my mum made Marcello and... When my mum made Marcello, it sounds like she's dating her brother. Uh, When my mum made Marcello, and it does, gross, and first introduced me to him, I fell in love with him. It was love at first sight. 
and the couple had the baby. It was because the I couple didn't, didn't have, have, a have photo the baby. They did some weird whack job. I think you are wrong. She makes a big point at the end to say people like you are very upsetting. People like me are upsetting. <laughs> oh, it was because I didn't have a photo dancer. I would go to these dances but wouldn't always find a partner. Then he entered into my life and it all made sense. The wedding was a wonderful day for me, very important, very emotional. It rained a lot, but it was it wonderful. It rained a lot. But as is often the case, marriage isn't always easy. With the dull mum of one adding, he has so many great qualities, but the only downside is he's he lazy. He doesn't do the housework. He doesn't work at all. But I'm a warrior and I keep fighting for You're us. A fucking whack job. She said after Marcello didn't use a condom, she fell pregnant and even gained weight as she eagerly awaited for the new arrival. On the 21st of May, they welcomed doll child Marcellino into the world following a pain-free birth. She explained, I didn't feel the contractions in pain. Seeing the placenta and the umbilical cord and the blood made it all real. What? He was here in 35 minutes. <laughs> he is great. What? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, did a mum crochet a placenta? Oh, yeah, man. her mum is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. What was she so? No, I, I reckon her mum stole <laughs> a placenta from another birth. And, I have no oh, idea. God. She does go on to say, it really upsets me when people say this is fake. It makes me so angry. I am a woman of character. My father, my mother taught me to be honest, to be a good person and not to want to take advantage of anything. She needs there a good go. fucking slap. Just a real fucking stinger, like. Uh, you know, a big red handprint on I'm her cheek. Just going to show you a picture of her. That, taking it seriously. Oh my lord! It's there's not. Oh no! It's Chucky. it's come up. They've just seen the photo. Yeah, no, but then there's yeah. the next one I've seen is woman marries her eight-year-old zombie doll. Oh, oh, no, oh my god! It's awful. <laughs> It's like she's married a pug that got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> and then rotted. Oh. oh, oh, that does make me want to, that turns my <laughs> stomach. Oh, oh, I'm sure it doesn't smell because it's a doll, but oh, come on. That'd oh. make a maggot You're gag. not that ugly. I mean, you're pretty fucking ugly, but that that oh, doll's punching above its that weight, that's for sure. <laughs> so this, well, I did have one other story. Um which was basically a little article. Could you is, that a, is that a Hannibal? Um... How to make this, how to make a doll out of, sorry, how to make a wine glass out of a doll's it, head. It looks like, you know, the and, movie Hannibal where they, yeah. they take oh, the yeah. head. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. if they had merchandise, I swear this would be one of the items. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. And it, it some art student is doing it but it was funny because it's like 32 the 32 steps and how to make a wine oh, glass from doll's a head. doll's head and all of the responses are like and why yeah, would you want yeah. to <laughs> and by the way you could do it in seven but even it's so, still not okay the actual person put this all forward does say it's totally toxic don't drink out of it <laughs> <laughs> in other words i haven't actually told you how to do it no it's just ridiculous anyway i thought that was Sort of amusing, and I didn't see the zombie one, so um, thanks for sharing oh, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So, in terms of sentencing, I'm gonna sentence what's her name, the Brazilian ragdoll lover, Couldn't even say it, to yeah. her baby becoming the zombie doll. Oh, yeah. oh and then I, and then I bet she doesn't love it so much anymore. All of a sudden, she'll go, Oh, actually, she needs a good hard dose of doll reality. Well, she needs us to meet a real But man. who's going to doll that out to her? Who's going to doll that out to her? <laughs> but a ching. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, 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 waka. I'm here all night. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, I think she just needs to be meet a human man who's actually quite nice. Maybe one that works quite a lot and earns some good money because that'll be the thing that makes her want to leave her rag doll. Uh, all right. Well, that's it from me. So That's it from me. That's it from me. There we go. Is that it from you yeah. too? All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this not quite like our normal format, but kind of like our normal format story, telling shits and giggleses. Yep. 
And in the words of the two Ronnies, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Is <laughs> that right? It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, miss you already, and thank you. Ciao, ciao. ciao. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Miss you already. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.